fundraising metrics are something that the investor would look at and judge your business, right? So, what your product manager may be looking at to improve the adoption of the product will be very different from what an investor would look at to judge the health of your business. Broadly, investor look at your month-to-month growth in revenue, users, your CAC, LTV. Whereas your uh, operating metric, your product manager, for example, may look at the way your customers are adopt- adopting the product, the way they're using different features, and so on and so forth. So that's what I meant when I said that operating metrics may be different from your fundraising metrics. Welcome to Prime Venture Partners Podcast, a podcast for entrepreneurs looking to build and grow their startups. Learn about uncommon strategies and common traps from makers and doers of startup ecosystem. Hello everyone. Welcome to Prime Venture Partners Podcast. This is Shikhar. I look after the community initiatives at Prime. In this episode, we'll talk about metrics at early stage startups. Our guest on the show today is Gaurav Ranjan, VP Investments at Prime. Welcome to the show, Gaurav. Hi, Shikhar. Thank you. So, Gaurav, my first question is, why does an early stage startup need to track metrics? Great. Uh, so, it's a very good question, Shikhar. Uh, we have seen that a uh, uh, lot of startups track metrics uh, right from early days, right? And of course, it's which startups do, do it. But a lot of time, it is not very clear why you're tracking metrics. So, in our mind, we feel metrics broadly serve three purposes, right? One, the first thing being, it gives you a quantitative assessment of the business health, uh, business's health, right? Uh, so, and ideally, uh, for any stage, right, you should have a couple of North Star metrics to just give you a quantitative health of your business. And then, of course, you can deep dive into metrics to figure out what is working or not working. So, that's the first thing. The second thing is, it gives a sense of control and transparency across the organization. So, once you have defined a set of core North Star metrics, everybody in the organization, every business function, be it sales, marketing, product, uh, tech team, etc., they can align their own goals to achieve those North Star metrics, right? And everybody knows what everybody is uh, working for. So that way, it brings in a sense of transparency and control. And the third thing is, you'll be able to take data-driven decisions, right? And metrics broadly are, I mean, if you look at metrics, uh, they are both backward-looking as well as forward-looking, right? So backward-looking metrics will help you diagnose the health of the business in order to detect any fix, uh, detect any mistakes or anything that you need to fix. And forward-looking metrics will help you align your future plans and roadmap, right? Uh, so these are the broad three objectives of the metric, uh, why you should track them. First, quantitative assessment of your business health. Second, it will give you a sense of control and transparency across the organization. Third, you can take data-driven decisions based on both backward-looking and forward-looking metrics. Got it. So in the early days when you're starting out, a lot of things come from emotion, a lot of things are gut-based. So now you have decided, okay, yeah. you track metrics. So how to make the transition from a gut-based decision and to database decision-making in the startups? Okay, okay. So you have two parts to it, Shikhar. The first part is tracking metrics, and second part is taking decisions based on those metrics. So I would say that tracking metrics or collecting data you should do from day zero. No doubts about that. No second thoughts about that. You should capture as much as data from whenever you have data, right? However, decision-making should not be over-indexed on data at very early stage, right? Uh, as you rightly pointed out, a uh, lot, lot of it is gut-based, right? And it should be that way because in early days when you're trying to pro- figure out product market fit, uh, it is better to look at 
of course, you can look at data and get some signals, but don't overcomplicate over things by looking at data. It's good to talk to your customers to figure out what is their requirement, what are they looking for, and hence, and accordingly build the product. Right. Uh, once you have achieved some level of product market fit, right, and by that I mean once you have some repeatable sales process, repeatable growth, you can see repeatable growth uh, uh, in the next three, six, twelve months, right. That is when you should move to a more data-driven decisions, right. Uh, and again, there's no clear transition that now, okay, till uh, for the first six months I'll take gut-based decisions, and from seven months onwards I'll start taking data-driven decisions. It is more to do with how you're startup has evolved and once it has reached to a certain level of product market fit that is when you can transition to a more data driven decision making in, in a startup like there can be tens of hundreds of metrics so now you have made a decision okay i need to track metrics i'll be tracking metrics mm -hmm. so but what metrics should i focus on that and how much it does it depend on the stage of the startup okay okay uh so what to track is very important right uh because these days if you want to track metrics you can track from anything to everything, right? I mean, you have CAC, LTV, MRR, ARR, leads, conversions. I mean, you'll have thousands of metrics. And if you start tracking everything and uh, start taking decisions based on everything, it'll only, only complicate things for you, right? So what you need to track will, of course, depend on the stage of the things, but you can, of course, have a framework to decide what to track. Right? So two things, any metric, should help you do two things, right? And if it doesn't do any of them, which means it is a bad metric to track at that stage. And those two things are, first being, can it predict the health of your business? And the answer to that question is no, that is a bad metric to track. And second is, will it change the way you operate? Uh, is the answer to that question also no, which means it is a bad metric to track at that point in time, right? Uh, so these are two things that you need to look at to figure out whether that is the right metric you are tracking or not, right? A couple of more points here, right? Uh, what to track? So, a broad, apart from the first two points that I mentioned, right? A broad framework is that for startup at any stage, right? Growth is the single most relevant metric, and growth metric need not be your revenue growth or your customer growth all the time. Growth metric is basically to demonstrate that your customers are sustainably adopting your product. Right? So that metric could be different at different stages, right? So figure out what is their relevant growth metric at a given stage, whether it is revenue, whether it is the number of users, whether it is CAC, whether it is improving LTV, whether it is improving uh, your sales cycle, and just in, and just try to improve on those metrics, right? Uh, and again, at early stage, it is pointless to track too many metrics, as I said before. Uh, the other thing is, a lot of times, uh, what we have seen is that operating metrics will be different from your fundraising metrics, right? Of course, they'll be interrelated, but what investors may be looking at at any given point in time may be different from what you want to uh, optimize for internally, internally, and hence you'll be tracking a different metric. Uh, so it also it is also good to have a demarcation between uh, your fundraising metric and operating metric. If both of them are same, well and good. But if not, I mean, you don't make decisions based on your fundraising metric. Right? Try to keep the two metrics separate. And the other thing is, uh, one mistake that we've seen a lot of people doing while deciding what metric to track is, they have metric goals, right? So you look at a metric and then decide on your goal. And then you say, okay, this is the only metric that I need to track, right? It should be the other way around. It should be, you decide on a goal and then figure out what is the relevant metric to track to make sure that you're on the right path to achieving your goal and then decide on the relevant metrics, not the other way around, which is a common mistake a lot of people do. 
and then you get into trap of just looking at those few metrics and deciding your goal based on those metrics rather than doing it the other way around correct so again uh, just to summarize you need to look at two things can it predict the health of your business will it change the way you you operate uh, these are two broad things that you need to look at got it very interesting can you elaborate more on fundraising metrics versus operating metrics so fundraising metrics are for example uh, any investor would want to see how are you growing uh, so uh, your month on month growth metrics uh, would be important in that case right uh, of course cac to ltv becomes very important in your fundraising metrics uh, so cac to ltv is something that would be also re- uh, relevant for your operating side of things right but what i meant here was that when you are running a business you want to optimize on a couple of things and you know certain things are not working right and you want to improve on those things and hence you decide on those metrics uh, a few metrics to track which will help you move in the right direction on fixing the i mean uh, fixing some of the things that you want to to achieve i mean to move in the right direction whereas fundraising metrics are something that an investor would look at and judge your business right so what your product manager may be looking at to improve the adoption of the product will be very different from what an investor would look at to judge the health of your business broadly investor would look at your month to month growth in revenue users your cac ltv whereas your uh, operating metric your product manager for example may look at the way your customers are adop- adopting the product the way they're using different features and so on and so forth so that's what i meant when i said that operating metric may be different from your fundraising metric so we just talked about the how the metrics do you, that you need to track depend upon the stage of the company are there other things apart from the stage of the company that that should be considered when tracking metrics yes of course uh, right so business model is another important thing right so you can't apply the same saas metric to a consumer tech business right uh, even in saas if you have smb saas versus enterprise saas the the way you track metrics would be different uh, right so it depends on again it also depends on the sector that you are in the kind of business model as i said before if you are a marketplace you want to track both supply and demand metrics right you you would want to track the liquidity on the platform whereas if you are enterprise as business you want to track maybe your uh, cac payback period your adoption your churn etc right so it depends also on the business model and as well as on the stage of the company right uh, if you are early stage company where when you are like pre product market fit the metric that you want to track would be maybe conversion funnel engagement uh, figuring out the right customer segment uh, right uh, pre product market fit you may not want to over optimize on a cac to ltv right because you're still trying to figure out who your customer is and once you figure out who your customer is you want to sell to them uh, in a repeatable manner that's when you'd want to optimize on your cac and ltv metrics uh, and similarly as you are in your scaling up phase the metric that you'll be tracking would be uh, different from what you'd be tracking in a pre product market fit phase right so again when i'm saying tracking metrics i'm not saying that uh, you should not track all the metrics by tracking i mean the north star metrics that you need to have like two or three or four that you want to have so that will change depend, depending on the uh, stage of the company having said that you should always track everything i mean you should have data about everything uh, but to focus or to look at at a senior leadership level or or at cxo level you should not have more than two or three metrics and that will depend on the stage of the company and the business model of course got it So suppose now you have narrowed down your north star metrics okay that these things i need to focus at this stage of the company depending upon my business model so now if you're trying to make an effort into boosting one metrics and it leads to decline of other metrics so how do you manage that versus trade off and how do you balance that part okay okay so hence i said uh, the north star metric will depend on the stage of the company right so more i mean if you look at metrics uh, most of them are interrelated right so if you look at your ltv it is related to your uh, churn right 
if you look at your arr it is a function of your customer acquisition retention uh, expansion revenue and uh, everything else right so it will happen that if you try to optimize on one metric some other metric may move in the wrong direction right hence it becomes very important for you to figure out what is the north star metric and let me give you some example for instance right so suppose you are in early growth phase right and uh, suppose there is a marketplace let's take the example of a marketplace right and your marketplace is a supply constrained marketplace for instance right you have enough demand but supply is not there right? uh, now in this case for instance right uh, you'd want to you may not want to focus so much on the cost of acquisition of supply right because it is a supply constrained marketplace of course supply will be expensive here till the time you reach a critical mass and then of course network network effect will kick in and so here if you want to for example uh, improve the monetization on the monetization on the platform right you may not want to look at the supply payout because you're trying to build supply you're trying to get more supply on the platform right so when you're calculating your unit economics you may want to look at your uh, Uh, you may have to look at its cac but the gross margin may not be very important because the supply is expensive you know know that for a fact right so you can ignore that for some time till you have built a critical mass of supply uh, right so of course when you're trying to optimize on some metric some other metric will move in the negative direction and you need, you need to be comfortable with that uh, given the stage of the company and hence i said north star metric is more important uh, you need to have a clearly defined north star metric and to achieve that if you have to uh, forego some metric for some time uh, or let go of some metric or let go of some metric going in a neg- negative direction for some time you should be okay with that so is it does it make more sense in the context of like startup should have focus more on velocity than a speed or yeah good that you brought that up right so when you are focusing more on say growth right or on velocity at that point in time of course you would want to control your cac right but over optimizing on your cac at that point in time may hamper your scale up or may hamper your growth right so there you just want to figure out where do i acquire my customers from where do i get most of my customers from right and once you have reached a certain critical mass in terms of growth that is the time when you want to you'd want to optimize or find in your cac you may want to improve your retention and so on right so it'll depend on the stage that you are in what you want to achieve at that stage right so at early stage of course growth is more important in terms of number of users and the revenue that you get later on of course nps metrics will become more important so in that case you'd want to have lower cac and hence you may be okay with a slower growth phase because you want to uh, optimize in your cac and your unit unit economics right? so it depends on the stage of course got it. so another challenge for early age startups is the number of data points so then since they're just starting out suppose somebody is a business of subscriptions they have quarterly subscriptions or annual subscriptions so they don't they don't have those many data points to make a decisions or track metrics so mm-hmm. and they cannot wait for a whole year to pass and then make decisions and then track it mm-hmm. so how should mm-hmm. they go about when they have few data points or or large cycles so there are two things here right one is when you have few data points right so if you have few data points of course which means you are very early in your journey so in that case it does not make too much sense to over index on data driven decision making right you can take i mean you can look at the data and uh, get some signals from the data and then of course use your own uh, learn use your own learning talk to customers to get insights from them uh, see what others in the industry have done uh, and try to maybe pick up the best practices from there right and make, take decisions accordingly right so at early days when you don't have enough data don't get into that trap of analysis paralysis right otherwise uh, you'll be just stuck with a limited amount of data and that and every data can paint in a different way to tell a different story right so 
with the limited data it becomes even more easier if you want to paint the story whereas the other part was if you have maybe a longer sales cycle right how do you wait so for example if you are an enterprise saas company and uh, you have annual contracts right so the only way to figure out churn is maybe at the end of the annual contract and you can't wait for one year to figure out if your customers will churn out or not so in that case you can do two things one is of course if you have few customers you can be you can talk to them on a regular basis you can have a stellar customer success team which kind of uh, stay in touch with the customer on a regular basis to see how happy or uh, unhappy they are with the product and then of course you can have certain forward looking metrics for example engagement numbers or or nps scores that'll give you a sense if the customer is happy with the product and will he or she churn out or will they churn out at the end of the contract cycle so two th- i mean again so you can talk to the customers or you can look at some forward looking metrics that'll give you uh, a sense whether the customer will churn out or will stay on the platform so well, one more thing that i would like to ask like like all the entrepreneurs they have decided okay now i want to track metrics and based on my stage of the company or my sector i have decided but what are some of the mistakes that people make when tracking metrics obviously since they are doing there must be some common mistakes or they get fooled by those metrics and what should be the gotcha that should, they should avoid yes okay that, that is a very relevant question how do you draw actionable insights from metrics is more important i mean is equally important than track equally important to tracking metrics right? so you may track everything but how do you draw insights from that uh, is very important and a lot of people kind of uh, make mistakes here and get fooled by metrics as you rightly pointed out right? So as I said before, you can use data to paint uh, every kind of story that you want. So some of the common mistakes that people make is you just look at the high-level metric uh, without understanding how is that metric arrived upon, right? Or what is the underlying data point for that metric? So let me give you an example. Uh, let's say you are a consumer tech company. Or let's say you're an enterprise SaaS company, right? And one metric that you track is your MRR growth, uh, which is MRR is monthly recurring revenue. How is that growing month on month, right? Uh, now... if i say that a company is growing at 10% or 20% month on month right in terms of their monthly recurring revenue on the face of it this looks like a very good number like 20% month on month is a pretty good number to achieve right and anybody would be happy with those numbers but it is important to look at the underlying data for that mrr right so your revenue if i look at your revenue right it will be a function of your new customers that you acquired plus some of expansion revenue that you would have Uh, gotten from the previous cohort plus some of the customers may have redirected and customers who would have churned out a couple of uh, months or couple of quarters back would have come back on your product right so this is these are three ways in which you could have increased the revenue right and at the same time you would have also lost some revenue because either the customers churned out or they would have downgraded to a lower tier of your product right so this is the way you would have lost revenue now if i only look at the month on month growth it will not tell me whether how what is the contribution of new revenue what is the contribution of expansion revenue what is the contribution of uh, churn revenue what is the contribution of contraction revenue right so if in this case the 20% month on month growth example that i took right what if the new revenue added every month was very high was maybe like 60% uh, of uh, the new revenue i mean 60% of mrr was coming from new revenue and you are losing a lot of customers a lot of revenue because of churn and contraction so it is not a very good sign of the health of your business right which means your marketing is working well to get customers but either your product or your customer success is not good because of which customers are churning out right so if i would have only looked at the month on month growth i would have been very happy as a ceo or a cxo but i need to dig deeper to figure out where is this growth coming from uh, right and unless until i get a hold of that uh, it will be very difficult to 
take a call whether the revenue that I'm getting or the growth that I'm getting is uh, good or bad. And the same can be applied to a consumer tech startup anywhere. I mean, any metric that you look at, uh, for example, churn metric, right? I mean, since we had brought about that point about uh, one-year contract. Now, if I sign only one-year contract and if I track my quarterly churn, of course, it will be very low, right? Uh, so that is not the right way to track churn, right? Ideally, you should track churn by the number of users who moved out divided by the number of users who were up for renewal, right? That is the right way of tracking churn. But a lot of people track quarter on quarter churn or month on month churn without trying to understand what are their contract cycles, when are their contract cycles expiring, right? And hence people might say, oh, my churn is very low. But come the contract cycle or come, come the year end, you may see like 50% uh, of customers have churn, right? So similarly, I mean, since we're on the point of churn, right? It may very well happen that you may have lost 50% of your customers, but the 50% of the customers that stayed back, the net revenue retention from them outstrips your customer churn, which is to say, uh, at the end of one, suppose we're tracking for a period of one year, at the end of one year, you lost 50% of the customers, but the remaining 50% of the customers, they uh, kind of contributed, they kind of added more to your MRR, and your MRR is 2x of what it was at the beginning of the year. Right? So in, in a way, it is good, which means to say that the customers who are retained on the platform are actually seeing value on the platform, and that is the right PG for you to go after. The customers who churned out, maybe you're not the right TG, right? So even though the churn numbers were bad, but in a way it gave you, a, but your uh, revenue retention numbers were high. So in a way it gave you a positive signal that focused only those set of customers, right? So it becomes very important to track the underlying data and uh, within a metric and try to understand how a metric is derived from the underlying data to get a sense and to not get fooled by metrics. Got it. Very useful, Gaurav. Thanks. So now that we're in the final segment of the podcast, so suppose for the entrepreneurs listening to this podcast and they want to approach VCs or investors of fundraising. So what, what mm-hmm. metrics should they pay attention to when they're going for fundraising and approaching investors? Okay. Uh, so there are broadly, I would say, two broad set of metrics that investors look at uh, at any given point in time. Right? One is the growth metric, which is to say how fast are you growing? Uh, are you on that? Uh, are you just about to take off, right? Investors typically would want to come in when they see that, okay, now put, putting an additional capital will help the company scale exponentially. So the velocity becomes very important. So your month-on-month growth, your quarter-on-quarter growth, right? Or your CMGR for the trailing three, six, 12 months is something which becomes very important, right? Uh, so you're basically, whatever describes your growth or velocity, those metrics become important. The second metrics which become important are your unit economic metrics, right? Because again, as I said before, when you're raising funds, the whole idea is that I'll deploy the fund to scale from here. Now, if you're unit economics are not in place, which means you have a leaky bucket, which means even if you deploy uh, enough and more capital to scale up, right? You At the end of the day, you lose all that money because of churn or because uh, the customers moved out, right? So unit economic numbers also become very important. So these are broadly two things, I mean, two broad sort of metrics that investors look at. The velocity or the growth metrics and second is the genotechnomic metrics uh, at any given point in time. Got it. So Gaurav, thanks for your time today and thanks for sharing your insights with us. Thanks, Shikar. And thanks to you, the listener, for tuning in. Let us know what you thought about the episode and what topics you would like us to cover in the future episodes. Dear listeners, 
listeners thank you for listening to this episode of the podcast subscribe now on your favorite podcast app for free and you'll be the first one to know when new episodes are available just search for prime venture partners podcast in apple podcast spotify castbox or however you get your podcasts then hit subscribe and if you have enjoyed the show we would be really grateful if you leave us a review on apple podcast to read the full transcript find the link in the show notes